Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the IYC podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Kelvin. I'm your host, Edison. And I'm your host, Jordan. Uh, I'm Daniel. I usually listen to the podcast and help with them. And today we do not have a special guest this time. It's kind of a bit different. We've recently just done an episode talking about our IYC parents and some of the behind the scenes work that they do, but also through our podcast, through our posts, both on Facebook, Instagram, and also on our website, you kind of see like the big events that are happening, kind of like the surface level that everybody is able to see. Like, for example, the virtual concerts that we're having, the chit chat project that we also started. And yeah, so in this episode, we kind of all want to go over some of the larger projects that we've all worked on and kind of go much more into detail to perhaps give our viewers some more insight on what exactly has to be done by us as students in order to create these events that you guys are able to all see and participate in. Jordan, do you want to go first? Sure. I think what comes to mind when I think of my own like big projects is probably actually the very first big project that I've ever had to do where I pretty much solo led it. This was back in last year, last year, 2019. I was asked, actually I volunteered, not asked. I volunteered to host the crafts portion of our annual Chinese New Year concert, which is held at one of the senior centers that we regularly attend. And I remember I was super excited because, you know, this was the first time that I was going to run a project. I was going to, you know, figure out what exactly was going to be done, how it was going to be done, what team I wanted to like, you know, help execute it. And I was really excited. And I think something that happens often when people get projects is that they kind of get that like adrenaline rush. They're like, yes, this is my project. I'm so excited to start this. And they're kind of on this like high and then sometimes it like dies down and that makes sense. And then they'll like lose the motivation entirely to run the project. It's kind of like getting a toy when you're a child and you play with it a lot when, right when you first open it. But then over some time, you kind of lose interest in that toy. Uh, but just to quickly backtrack, before even all of that happens, you just need to gain the confidence to even sign up or kind of take the initiative that or just tell people, hey, I want to volunteer for this. Please give me an opportunity. What exactly led you to take that up? I think I finally gained the confidence at that time to step up and be like, yes, I want my own project. I want to lead this. I think because I just started my freshman year last year. I'm currently a rising junior, for those of you that may not know. And I wanted to be someone who stepped up and took initiative. I didn't want to be someone that just sat around and participated in projects at my own leisure. I wanted to finally, I wanted to become a leader because I saw so many people that I knew always taking the initiative, always leading things with such like confidence and always executing it so well. And I wanted to be one of those people. So I thought this would be a very good time to take that first step, that first bound, and to just immerse myself. That's very empowering. That's really amazing. Do you want to follow a bit more into the actual event? Sure. Yeah, I can totally do that. So essentially what the crafts portion of the Chinese New York concert entailed, it was essentially just 
um, engaging some of the senior citizens that attended our concert into doing a few simple crafts, mostly you know Chinese New Year related, as that is the theme of the concert. And yeah, that's pretty much the premises of it. But there was a ton of planning and research that had to go into it because um, something I had to consider was you know how easy the crafts were and if they required other tools like scissors or like you know find like small details I wanted to find something that was not only easy and I guess accessible if that makes sense so I did all this research I went on YouTube I found all these various tutorials for like um, lantern origami and all those like sorts of crafts and then I decided on two that I was going to do one of them was a little like decoration um like a 3d thing and the other craft was a little origami pig because last year it was year of the pig and i thought it would have been a uh, very good timing to do a little pig origami and then i had to find a team of people that would be able to not only know how to do the crafts but also help out some of the senior citizens on the day of while i was you know giving the directions I'd send out a Google form uh, asking, you know, people to sign up to be helpers if they were interested. And I got quite a lot of volunteers at the time, which is very nice. And, you know, on the day of, I showed them how to do it. I made sure that everyone knew how to do it just in case. I'd also sent the videos prior to the crafts helpers. Um, I asked them to review it before they came in. And then I also did the demo uh, right before the crafts were supposed to happen, like I said, to make sure that everyone knew what they were doing, they'd be able to assist if needed. It's pretty impressive. Never knew you had to put so much thought into, you know, something that seems so simple. When the day came, I, you know, I went to the senior center, made sure everything, you know, ran smoothly, and it turned out to be a really big success. And, you know, I got so many compliments, people saying like, I love these crafts. Like, I remember some of the senior citizens were like hanging the decorations on like their walkers and they had hung it up like in the room where we had done it. And uh, unfortunately that day we didn't get a chance to do the pig origami, but I know many of the people, you know, were still happy and we were supposed to do it this year, but due to the uh, pandemic, we were unable to go to the facilities and actually have our annual Chinese concert. So maybe next year. This just goes to show that so many of our projects, like Kelvinette said, you only see a small portion of what actually goes into it on social media. Like, of course you will see like all the success we've had with the projects and all of these, like, but a lot of times people don't realize just how much work and research and preparing and all of this stuff goes into making a project successful. Definitely amazing, Jordan, about you telling us your story with this craft project, um, but kind of going along the similar topic, Daniel, you've talked about on your episode how you've been helping around with senior center concerts. It's not the same event, but it's at senior centers. So do you want to tell us a bit more about your own story? Uh, besides the senior center concerts, there's nothing I really actually hosted by myself or like with someone else. Uh, one notable event that I've attended and helped with is the Alzheimer's fundraising um, concert at Chelsea Senior Center. I remember that one. Mm -hmm. 
uh, during that concert, we raised like a lot of money for people with Alzheimer's and it was like a really successful concert and, you know, the seniors really loved it. That's great. Thank you for telling us a bit of your story. Um, now we're going to transition to Edison. Would you like to talk about the big project that you've worked on? Uh, yeah. So one of the first big projects that I actually did in IYC, like, um, you know, I've been in IYC for a long time. I've been in here since sixth grade, but I never really took lead and took initiative and did my own project. Um, I was mostly always just like following other officers, you know, doing their projects, helping out, going to senior centers and playing in their concerts, you know, which was great. You know, we were supporting other people and, uh, you know, I was providing music to senior centers, which is obviously like really great. But one of the first big projects that I actually did was bagging for tips. This started around March last year, which is like when I would say the planning actually started to taking place. And the first bagging was on April 13th. And the second one was on May 12th. For reference, like I'm saying these two baggings, it was the baggings that I was, that like I was in charge of. This was ShopRite. That's where I did my baggings. Evan also did baggings at King's. Um, but what I'm going to be talking about is ShopRite. So I first started around March. That's when I started planning. I first went to the actual shop, right? And I talked to the manager there. Um, first time I went there, he actually wasn't there. So I had to come back a different time. So I made two trips down there. Second time, I was finally able to reach the manager. And um, I talked to him and he gave me a card. And he told me that was where I had to propose bagging for tips at possibly that shop, right? Location. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what I did. I had to go on the website, you know, fill out a form, explain to them like exactly what impact was because yeah, exactly. um, back then impact wasn't as big of a name as now, because uh, obviously now we've got like a great team. We were able to be on news 12, New Jersey, actually a couple of weeks ago, which is great. So before I had to like explain to them what impact was, what, have, what like we have done in the past and stuff like that. After about a couple of weeks, I was finally able to get a message back from them saying that we were accepted and we were able to bag at ShopRite, which was obviously great news to me. I was so happy that they accepted uh, Impact to bag at ShopRite. I quickly like set up like the times and when we when like we would be doing it, and we went from there. You know, I set up the times, but we also have to consider the fact that we can't have younger individuals helping to bag for tips alone. Um, although we got a lot of volunteers willing to help, ShopRite has an age requirement to bag for tips. The first time, we only had four volunteers and just bagged for four hours straight. Shout out to them. They know who they are. Um, the second time, though, we got a lot more people. We got two more people, actually, which is, um, doesn't seem like a lot. But if you think about it, like how many lanes are there in ShopRite, you know, we, 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 we had enough people. So, like, I'm really appreciative to, like, all those people that came and like supported my first project, you know, I was really happy with the turnout and we were doing the bagging actually to raise money for our autism awareness program. And um, at the end, we managed to get a total of $574 and 14 cents, which is honestly mind boggling for me for just a couple teenage kids bagging tips for around eight hours. So that was one of the first big projects for me. And I feel like it really taught me a lot about how to talk to adults, how to get kids interested in signing up and just like being able to become a leader and take initiative in um, making sure that your project 
doesn't fail and make sure that your project runs smoothly. So I feel like this was a big lesson for me, not just an IYC lesson, but a lesson that will go with me for the rest of my life. I have IYC to thank for that experience. So thank you. All right. Now I guess it's my turn to talk about my project. Um, and the project I'm actually going to be talking about is this one right here, the podcast. So we all know before a project even begins, it's planning. You got to come up with the idea, get some inspiration. So normally throughout the time we were in quarantine, while we were self-isolated, I found myself doing work or playing games. But yet at the same time, I'd be listening to perhaps some TED Talks, speeches that some people want to passionately give on any topic that they wanted to discuss. And then later that involved into podcast episodes where other people would just randomly discuss whatever they'd want to. Um, and then that's when it hit me. We have so many platforms where we can talk about what happened or what's going on, such as our Facebook, our Instagram, our website, but there's never an opportunity for individual members or officers to tell their own IYC stories through their own voice. Why not give these voices a platform where they could be heard? So that's where my idea came. And then eventually, that's how this idea was formed. So I had to go through the usual struggles of finding a decent place to record um, and also some testing before this actual podcast was created. Now, I just want to give a quick challenge to all of our listeners to see if you can, if you can find a podcast that has my voice speaking in it, that it, I'm not going to be telling you the name, because, but if you're able to find what this podcast is, we'll give you a special shout out. Just for this specific challenge, just email us at chengk5358 at gmail.com. That's my personal email. Only use that email if you're trying to participate in this challenge. Just listen to my voice. So, and yeah, we just had that out up so we could practice. Um, and then we gotta go through the whole problem of publishing our podcast, which isn't easy. And lastly, finding special guests, which has been a great joy to have so many different people come on. This is episode two, having our current presidents, Alan, Renee, telling their stories of overseeing IYC, even Daniel right here. Hello. Also telling his stories of IYC. We have past president, Sophia Sue, come on. And we even had some parents of IYC come on too. And now look at how far we've came. The three, now including four of us, more people can hear our messages. More people can learn what exactly IYC is about. And even more people can participate, which is the best part. Kelvin, I couldn't have said that better. Uh, that's great, but we're running out of time. You can continue listening in the second part of this podcast. So we'll see you there, everybody. Bye. Right, see you guys there.